0: Welcome to Heady Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about being careful how you label things. One of my favorite school memories is winning first place in the spelling bee. In that same year, seventh grade to be exact, I won first place in the science fair. See, this is why my family thought I was smarter than I actually was, because context is everything. (laughs) You should also know I only had seven kids in my seventh grade class. (laughs) I don't know why when I say that first place doesn't feel as special anymore, (laughs) right? But whatever, I'm keeping it as my glory days, the queen of recall memorization. I'm not that smart, though, because recalling spelling is easier than recalling definition. Shout out to anyone else who bought a box of SAT words to study. But I'm also not trivia smart. I don't think. Yes, I do have random facts in my head, but I don't know if they would come out when I need them to win something. One of my favorite, why do I know this, information is that in Eskimo language, they have about 40 to 50 words to describe snow. That's how you know something is important to a culture, to a group, to a person. How intentional they are about the words that they use. Yes, I won 7th grade spelling bee, but I'm learning Spelling big words isn't really as important as using many different words. A bigger vocabulary is better than spelling trophies. I had a moment not too long ago when a conversation I was in really put a mirror to my face about my word choices. I think I've mentioned this before, wanting to be more intentional with the words that I use and how I label things but let me tell you the story that made me realize that. So outside of my apartment is a wooded area which is concerning when I see and hear animals I typically don't see or hear anywhere else but for the most part it's great particularly because I love looking at trees. I mean Half my arm is tattooed with trees. I don't know what it is about them. Maybe because they're all so different and I love variety. Or because they go through seasons in a very predictable way. And I also love structure. (laughs) So from my patio, I can watch the trees go from green to yellows and orange to no leaves at all. Anyways. I was sitting outside telling a friend I loved looking at the trees around this time, it was winter, because I love the look of dead trees, no leaves, just branches reaching out. This was a little while ago, so I could be wrong, but I feel like his reaction was immediate. With a little disapproval in his voice, he said, Jennifer. They aren't dead, they're dormant. Okay, first of all, sir, you know what I meant. (laughs) But also, dead, dormant, same difference. But is it? Sure, he knew what I meant. I knew what I meant. But after he called me out on it, it has come to my mind more often than I thought it would. I think it says a lot about me and my perspective. Word choice, that is. The words you use can, no pun intended, say a lot about how you think or how you view the world. This conversation has been coming to mind for me a lot recently because it has me wondering. The impact of calling resting things dead. Maybe you're like, Jennifer, it's not a big deal. It's just trees, just move on. Okay, but the reason I really decided to do this episode, because the other day I went for a walk and guess what I saw? An actual dead tree. (laughs) I'm gonna post the picture on the Hetty Girl Pod Instagram page and save it to the highlights in case you're curious. A tree pulled from the roots on the ground looking so big but so weak at the same time. In that moment I realized I kept referring to living trees that were taking a break from life as something that they weren't. Dead. Something final and no return. How often do I do that with other things? I'm so lazy instead of I'm really overwhelmed right now and choosing not to do that thing. Or I'm so scared instead of this is a new experience for me and it's both brave and scary to try new things i don't know does that make sense when i call something what it's not my perspective follows the words and if my perspective is off everything that comes with it will be off too when i call something dead when it's actually resting it then makes resting feel like a bad thing. My perspective and the perspective to people hearing my words, it's one that's negative, defeating, and permanent. Maybe if I change my words, my perspective will give me and others more hope to what's to come next. When my friend called me out on my word choice for trees, I felt it immediately. Not that I did something wrong, but how that word or that description took away from the very beauty I was trying to describe in the first place. It took seeing an actual dead tree to remember there's a difference. Not gonna lie, saying I love dormant trees doesn't have the same oomph to it. So if Eskimos can have 50 words for something important to them, I can find another word that keeps trees alive while also describing its aesthetic appeal to me. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. Words matter. How I say things influences how I feel. Get a bigger vocabulary. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well. That's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow and if you haven't already, leave a five-star rating and follow me on Instagram at headygirlpod to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye!